0: Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPenn.com. I'm your host, Cole On episode 72, we got a good lineup for you ahead of UFC Columbus on Saturday night. First up, we're going to be joined by one half of the main event, and Chris is to preview his heavyweight fight against Curtis Blades and how this one kind of came together. Obviously, Blahovich and Rack are supposed to headline this event It ends up, uh, Blahovich ends up getting hurt. Then uh, not even that long later, it was revealed that Blades and Dawkins are going to fight one another. This is actually a really intriguing matchup, but an important matchup for both guys. Both guys are uh, looking to kind of remain in that title picture. The loss kind of sets both guys back a bit, but this kind of interesting dogs coming back just three months after getting knocked out by Lewis a lot sooner than a lot of people thought. But he was telling me in this interview that he thought this is the perfect time for him. And he actually really likes his matchup as he can finally show off how good his wrestling and takedown defense is. We're then going to be joined by Max Griffin, who gets a big step up here and fight Neil Magny. Max Manask. and. For ranked guy for a while after beating Carlos Condon. He was calling out Santiago Ponzinibbio and guys near the bottom of the rankings. He now gets ninth-ranked Neil Magny, who he did not expect to get, but he thinks this is a fight that he can go out and kind of bring the fight to Neil. He knows Magny is one to kind of make the fights boring is what he said, and he likes to kind of just clinch and run away from strikes. He said he's not going to let Magny do that. He's going to go right into his face, and he believes if he can pressure Magny, that's where he's going to find that knockout punch. We close things out talking to columbus's own matt brown to preview his hometown fight against brian Barberina. so i talked to matt quite often and when they announced his columbus card he actually texted me uh that's how i found out they're getting this columbus card he said do you know i'm they're going to columbus i'm not on it though and he was kind of very frustrated about that so I didn't even checking up on him, Sean Shelby McManor kept on saying, Oh yeah, the card's full, the card's full. We can't get you on. After a bunch of pleading, they finally get him on, rebook him against Brian Barberina, who's supposed to fight last December. Matt obviously uh, test positive for COVID, so he couldn't take that fight. And now here they are ready to go. Matt Brown's really looking forward to this one. Gets that hometown fight, and he thinks it's one where he can get a big knockout in front of his hometown crowd. But really good episode. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all for listening. All right, we're joined by UFC heavyweight Chris Dogs who's headlining another card. Chris, how's it going, man?
1: How are you, brother? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I see. when we talked before the uh, Lewis fight, you were kind of yeah. surprised you were getting a headlining spot. You didn't think you were really there yet. Now, back yeah. to back, like, what's that kind of like for you?
1: I still don't think I'm there yet, but uh, if the UFC wants to keep, you know, giving me main events, who am I to say no? So, whenever they call and ask me, you know, am I available on this date, I always say yes.
0: How did this one come together? Because obviously, this Columbus card is supposed to be headlined by Lahovich Rakic. Yeah, that fight fell out, and then it was like almost like two, three weeks before you guys kind of yeah, fight yeah. happened. Like, how did it, that kind of happen? Like, did you reach out and say hey, I'm open for that, or did they kind of reach out to you?
1: No, it was kind of like a uh, like a UFC was kind of asking when I wanted to fight again. I gave them a bunch of dates. I said pretty much, um, you know, from this date to this date, strictly because. Uh my wife's pregnant, so we're having we're expecting the baby um end of June. So I don't really want to be traveling um any anywhere close to the due date. So I pretty much told him I'll fight up until it was like June fourth or something. It's like the first Saturday in June. I said, from you know, give myself a little bit of time to recover. Um my brother ready for his fight, which he just fought, and then after that I'm ready to go. And they really just settled on this date. It wasn't like a Hey, can I get this date? Or, you know, hey, I'd much rather have this. It was kind of like, how do you feel about doing this? And I said, sure, why not?
0: Uh, well, congrats on the kid. Is that your first you. or is it second? Second, second. Yeah.
1: So uh, really excited. We'll see uh, We'll see how the, the other one, you know, accepts the, uh, the second one. But uh, I'm, I'm real excited, man.
0: And then I think after the last fight too, like, I think Blades kind of, everyone kind of paired you two up together. Like, is that the guy you kind of thought would be next for yourself?
1: No, to be honest with you, no. Um, I kind of thought I was going to head back in the the rankings a little bit, maybe a guy closer to my position in the the rankings. Um, I mean, Blades is number four. He's been number four for a while now. Um, So, yeah, I I didn't expect to get him, but I'm not one to turn fights down. Um, I want to fight the best guys. Obviously, Curtis is one of the best guys in the world. He's, I think, um, you know, he's – the most dominant wrestler in the heavyweight division. He's got the most takedowns in a fight. I think he's got the most takedowns in heavyweight history. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be a true test. And then uh, I'm really, really excited to, to test myself against, you know, clearly, I think one of the best guys in the world is.
0: And the big news, too, is it's in Columbus in front of fans. Like, how excited yeah. is that for you? Are you yeah. not at the Apex?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm real excited about that. Uh, I had the, the fan experience on the. Uh, Ortega, uh, Volkanovski card. I fell in love with the way that the fans are and all that. And now that I'm uh, headlining that card, it's it's really great. Um, and I'm really excited to just, you know, kind of fight outside of Vegas. You know, I mean, Vegas is awesome. I love fighting there. I love traveling there um, with my brother fights. I love going out there. But it's really cool to start seeing. Like, I've never – I've driven through uh, through Ohio. I've never stopped to see anything. So, it'll be cool to spend a week in Ohio and getting ready for a fight.
0: And with the fight being in Columbus, it's obviously the bigger octagon. Like, do you think that's a big benefit for this fight, especially with blades, and then you have more room to kind of avoid. Yeah, the definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like a double-edged sword, you know. Uh, it's more more opportunity to avoid the takedowns, but then if I get taken down in the open mat, um, that cage is really far away for to, trying to help myself get back up. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 really cool um i'm just excited to fight again man i just want to have that feeling again of you know like like smelling the gloves and like like getting ready and just going through like the fight week preparations and everything like that i i i loved it you know when my, when my brother does it and i i love it when i do it so i'm just i, I miss that stuff
0: what do you make of curtis plays? 'Cause because like he's only ever lost to two guys and ganu and derrick lewis who are like yeah we're the hardest hitters probably like yeah. in the history of the sport yeah and other than that, like he just kind of dominates everyone, just kind of yeah. runs through them with his wrestling.
1: Yeah, he's uh, obviously, I think that he's he's the best guy who hasn't held a belt yet in the heavyweight division, in my opinion. Um, that's just the luck of the draw and the luck on some of those fights that he's had in the past. Um, like you said, he's ran into Derek Lewis, like we all have, um, and things happen when you fight Derek Lewis. Um, he's very good. Uh, he's a very good fighter. I think he's one of the best in the world, and like I said, he's the best guy I think in the heavyweight division who hasn't held a belt yet. And, you know, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that he doesn't hold a belt anytime soon. Uh, But uh, yeah, much respect to to Curtis and what he's accomplished and, and, and him as a fighter.
0: I was talking to your brother after his fight, we were kind of talking about your fight and how, he kind of is helping you already for blades and like, you guys didn't really know it just because whenever you train together, like his whole style is just get you down to the ground and hold you down. That's like, his, that's how his whole much style benefit is having Kyle preparing for Curtis.
1: It's awesome. I mean, now granted Kyle's not 260 pounds, but uh, you know, his, his tenacity and, and his, his chain wrestling skills and his wall work is just something that I, I truly, I truly appreciate to to have in the gym on a daily basis. Like it's, you know, we were just training today and, you know, it was, it was fun going back and forth and wrestling and doing all that stuff. I mean, that's what I want. It's, it's the challenge of uh, being able to figure that out because Kyle can do that to a lot of people and the world's going to see that. And, you know, if I can stop his takedowns and and start mitigating uh, his wrestling and, you know, his offensive wrestling, it'll you know, it's going to transition well into the, into the blades fight.
0: How important do you think like knees and uppercuts be? Cause obviously that's how Lewis knocked out and Rosenstruck kind of had some success with that too. Yeah. When he's coming in.
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely going to be a, a factor. Um, obviously it's, it's a fight. I can't rely on one thing. You know, if I don't land an uppercut, let's just say I don't land an uppercut. My whole game plan goes out the window. You know, there, there's really, it's like, I need to land an uppercut. And even if I do land it, there's no saying that he's going to go to sleep or I'm going to hurt him. He could, you know, shoot in. I hit him with an uppercut. And, stands him up he looks at me and he laughs at me like that's a that's a possibility that's a real possibility um so you know obviously there's things that we're working on um with being able to touch him and and you know uh mitigating his offensive wrestling um but you know i i can't i can't rely on one thing and you know expect that to to work and then just be the shit out of luck when if it doesn't work you know what i mean
0: are are you going to try to like limit the kicks just because obviously if he can catch it, it's easier when you're off balance?
1: Yeah. I mean, no one wants to, no one wants to kick a wrestler, but if, if I have an opening where I feel that, you know, I can land a big heavy leg kick or, you know, a jumping switch kick, I'm going to fucking throw it. Yeah. Why not?
0: How do you kind of see it playing out? Just because obviously Curtis has been knocked out. You obviously have a lot of yeah. power, but the wrestling defense, I think is going to be a big part of your, how you win.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I I think it's going to be a high-paced fight. Uh Curtis doesn't really like to let off the gas. He likes to fight at his pace, um at his wrestling pace. He he kind of drowns guys. Um it's, you know, five fives. I have uh, plenty of time to work. I just can't get any any, you know, compromising positions that could cause the referee to stop it even if I'm okay. You know, like if he's landing little shots on top, I can't be just, you know, content with hanging out there. So Really, it's, it's going to be coming down to, I think, conditioning and, and positions and movement that is going to win the fight, whether it'll win for him. If he's better on setting his shots up as far as his wrestling and, and his chain wrestling, then, you know, that's all to him. But if uh, I'm on my game and I've been training with, you know, college wrestlers, I'm, I'm ready to go uh, as far as transitions and and you know, my defensive wrestling, I I think I'll be okay. And this is what everyone wants to see, right? Everyone wants to see how, you know, my, my wrestling defense is and, and how my ground game is off my back or how my ground game is, period. So, what better fight than, than Curtis Blades, you know?
0: Those are the first couple takedowns. Like, I know you're obviously confident in yourself, but it, when you get in there and you stuff the first couple, like, does your confidence yeah. only grow yeah. from that?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And that's just a natural thing. I mean, if you you know a guy and, and his game plan and you're mitigating that, that game plan and you can stop a takedown. Or even if you don't stop a takedown, you, you you get taken down, but you get back up and you're you're right in his face right again. Or, you know, you keep getting up. He takes you down 10 times. You're getting up 10 times. Like if if that's what it takes and you're just slowly building your confidence, you know, that, that he can't keep you down, that he can't do what he wants to you. And, you know, yeah, you might be able to get, you know, he might take it down but you'll be able to get back up and that just builds and builds and builds and that's really you know fighting is about being confident and if you're going through those through that adversity of getting taken down and getting back up there's you're just building your confidence that i'm going to be able to get back up and then his is going down he's like i I can't keep this guy down i can't keep this guy down so yeah definitely a big factor
0: you've never lost two in a row in your career either like how what do you kind of think mentally like does that for you because you see fighters they lose one they, they kind of just like Start going on a big skid where you've rebounded yeah. like big ways after a loss.
1: Yeah, it's it's something that um you know I'm uh, I'm actively thinking about and I'm actively doing. It's just um, I leave things in the past. You, you you have to have a short memory in, in fighting. Um, uh, so really, it's it's about okay that happened. I accepted it. Uh, this is a whole new problem. Um, I feel confident going into this, and I, I think that I'll be able to to you know not start a skid but to, to start on my way back up and really there's no better guy to do it against than uh you know number four curtis blades
0: going into this fight like do you think your wrestling is people like don't really know about it like that's the big kind of x factor because like yeah. we've seen curtis strike we've seen curtis wrestle we've seen you strike yeah. but like in the ufc like we haven't seen you wrestle or take even yeah. it's like that's kind of the big mystery going into that's this the fight.
1: big that's the that's the big mystery that that everyone uh kind of wants to see um if i'm curtis blades i'm Fully confident that I, that you know I'm going to be able to take my me down if if I was him, just because of stats alone and and his pedigree as as a as a heavyweight wrestler. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I I know what he likes to do. I've watched him for a while. I know exactly, um, you know, his setups and different things like that. Now, granted, he's a he's a smart fighter. He knows things are going to have to be changed up after a certain time. People are going to start getting, you know uh hip to hip to everything that he does, but um I have full confidence that, that I'll be able to to beat Curtis Blades.
0: Where do you think a win puts you? Because especially if you go out there and finish um like he's obviously ranked yeah. fourth that puts you in the top five and like yeah kind of gets you right back to where you were before that Lewis fight where you're knocking on the door of that title contention.
1: Absolutely yeah um I think I, I take his spot. Um really that's you know what I think should happen as far as rankings if uh you're an unranked guy and you fight number thirteen. You beat 13, you finish 13, you should take 13 spot. I just think that that's how it should play out. Um, you keep what you kill in my mind. Um, I go out there, I finish Curtis Blades, I take his spot at number four. Wherever he falls, he falls. And then really, you know, like you said, top five. I don't know who they would give me after that. I doubt it would be a, a Derrick Lowe's rematch right away. It just doesn't make any sense coming off that. Maybe they would do tie. If they do tie, they they do tie. I'm I'm, I'm fine with, with uh, Tui Vasa, but if anyone else... You know what? I don't know. I'm just going to be yeah. honest with you. I don't know, because the UFC does whatever the hell the UFC wants to do, and they could tell me that I'm fighting an unranked guy, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'm fighting an unranked guy. It, it doesn't matter. So whatever they have in the whole grand scheme of things, I'm down for it.
0: Well, the, like I remember when I was texting you in the Lewis fight, like you were shocked that even came together, and then shocked at the yeah. But You kind of have no clue how your career is going.
1: I don't know, man. I, I literally just like go to the gym. I train. I sign a fight, and then it's kind of like, all right, what's next? And then they're like, hey, this is next. And you're like, all right. Like, what am I going to say? No? What am I going to tell, you know, Mick Maynard and Shelby? Like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, of course. I'm the fighter, and that's what I get paid to do, and that's why I'm here. So whatever the UFC wants to do, I'm down.
0: Well, what do you make of the top of the heavyweight division? Like, since your last fight, like, some stuff, obviously, we had the title fight. And Gon, who yeah. showed out rest. wrestling, now he's kind of – with that knee injury, the contract. Yes. Yeah. I knocked out Derek Lewis. John Jones is always out there. Like, what do you yeah. kind of make at to the top of the division?
1: I think it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. You got to think that Francis, I think there was a report saying that he's going to be out for at least 10 months. Um, I would put that closer to a year, strictly because of rehab. Now, granted, he's a super athlete, he's going to have the best things in the world helping him. Um, I would just say a year. That he's going to be out as far as rehab, the surgery, and then a the training camp. Um, I think that they're going to make a interim title fight. I don't know who that would be. It's going to probably be stipe I don't know if they do surreal right back to that. If John Jones is going to jump in, but there's the whole like if you know if they offer me John Jones, obviously it, it would be an honor to fight John Jones. It would be you know a, a huge. Um, Undertaking as far as fighting, a lot of people consider to be the light heavyweight goat or the you know the pound for pound best fighter in the world. Um, but he has his legacy. I'm building my legacy, and I don't know if his track record and his history is enough to get me to sign on the contract. Just because, yes, I respect John Jones as a martial artist and what he's done in the UFC, but I don't know if I could give that man 12 weeks of my life and then nothing happened at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like if he gets in trouble and I'm strictly basing that on his track record of, of what we've seen in the past. Um, it's no dig on him or anything like that. I'm not trying to, you know, put him down in any way, but that's just me right now. Um, I'm still trying to build, you know, who I am as a fighter. Still trying to, you know, continue with my career. But yeah, I mean, I hope he gets his shit together. I hope he does come back. Um, but we'll see. Um, if I was if I was offered it, I probably wouldn't take it strictly because there's no guarantee. Like, unless uh unless something happens after Wayans, I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid to fight John Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, if I sign a contract, there's nothing that says I'm going to get paid for wasting 12 weeks of my life when he's just going to go fucking up. You know what I mean? But that's why I, I truly don't think that John Jones is. I don't consider him a factor un- until I won't consider John Jones a factor in the heavyweight division until he has a fight whether that's for the title fight or that's you know someone else you know coming up and you know, fighting him but but besides that sure i mean it's crazy to see like ty ty's right in the mix with everything Derek lewis is still there but i don't know what they're what they're going to do is it, it's really and then you got aspinall and volkov so who, who knows what, what's going to happen at the at the top of the uh division
0: yeah i think if john jones actually is serious about making a heavyweight move which he's talked about for years yeah i think you have to throw him in a title fight right away because you don't know how john Jones is gonna do it heavyweight he could get knocked out and be like this isn't for me so i think True. i think you have to kind of make the most money right away i True. think you do interim belt stipe john and then do like ty cyril or maybe you like blades winner versus ty because i think i wouldn't even be surprised if they did ty stipe as an inter belt just because ty's as like hyped up as he could be right now you don't like yeah. He's been on losing streaks before, like Sergey Spivak choked him out. Who isn't even in that top fifteen? Like, I think you kind of have to jump on that too. So, but I think your point, like the whole heavyweight division's a mess with Ngando at the top, because you don't know when he's fighting, which then makes guys like one to three not want to fight because they might be the guy to get that title fight. Correct.
1: It's just crazy. And then you know, I don't think, um, to be honest, to go back with the John Jones thing, I think Stipe's really smart. I don't think that he's gonna. Obviously, Stipe wants a title fight. I don't know if Stepe would sign on the dotted line for John Jones. He'll he'll do it he'll probably do it for anybody else in the division, but I don't think he'll do it for John Jones.
0: So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh just last couple of things. Obviously you said you had the kid going in June, so like you get a win here in March. Like when's yep. that time frame then? Probably near the end of the summer?
1: No. I uh, if that? I uh, no, I'm I'm getting getting a win, March twenty sixth against Curtis Blades. Um barring any kind of broken hands or uh real bad cuts or anything like that i'm trying to get right back into the gym and trying to squeeze in one more before the baby's born um right before june i told my wife that i would take a fight uh yeah i think it was june 4th we settled on the date Uh, i would take i would take that fight because the baby's born at the end of june so june 4th is the cutoff so get through curtis blades i'll take you know last one june 4th nice big fat paycheck Enjoy my wife uh having the baby um be losing sleep for a couple of weeks because there's nothing worse than getting ready for a flight when a baby's born and you're getting two hours of sleep here, two hours of sleep there. But then, yeah, after the baby's born um, really, I would like to do the same time frame for the, 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 later part of the year. So probably right around my birthday, depending on how we go with the baby and, you know, anything like that. And then maybe again at the end of the year, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes to stay active. I, I, I like to work. So, I'm fine with fighting three to four times a year if I can physically and you know making sure everything stays stays intact. But yeah, get you know Curtis Blades fight, win, get out of there, super clean, take one more for the baby, and then we'll figure out you know one or two before the end of the year. Yeah,
0: because you fought on your birthday last year because yours is yeah. a day before mine. Just yeah. ten years later, I'm 99, yeah. you're 89. But there you go. Um, just two last things, like obviously Kyle's big win, like. Yeah. Where do you think, what do you make of that win? And like, what do you kind of see next for him?
1: Domination. That was a, that was a hundred percent of domination. I mean, appreciate Pickett for stepping up, but Kyle dominated him. Um, you know, that, that's really all you can say about the performance. It was a flawless performance. I think Kyle got hit uh, one time, twice maybe. Um, but other than that, he showed his, his skill in the ground and showed what he, what he can do. Uh, you know, what we've mm-hmm. known for him to do and earlier in his professional career and what he does day in and day out in the gym he just ragdolls guys and it's really fun to watch um really i think uh you know he's got another another big name um as far as you know someone who's they're both right outside of the top 15 like you know 20 like the 20ish if you consider that and then he goes through that guy and then he gets a uh you know top 15 guy i think that he deserves it I think, you know, with the shitty year that he's had and the fights falling through and everything like that, he he gets another name who's right outside that that top 15. And then he just goes right into the deep end and he's running off to the races.
0: And I saw in James' interview, you got a bit starstruck with Habib. Did you get a yeah. chance to talk to him? Uh,
1: I got a chance to talk to him. So Kyle was actually talking to him after the fight because Kyle was asking him about risk control, about riding in the wrist control. Um, and Khabib was saying it was about the hips so that when we were all coming around out of the cage and going out the the octagon him and Kyle had another brief interaction and that was really cool I was more st- all like struck that how big he is like he's very big like I didn't think that he's that big granted he's probably drinking coke and eating cheeseburgers all the time but he's very big like his head is like it's very big it's like a bowling ball or like a basketball like I, I know like Guys get big out of camp, but that man is, he's a, he's a thick man. As they say, he is very thick. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. And I think he's really the only person I really get starstruck. I just, I like his, I like his attitude towards fighting. I like his, his attitude towards the work ethic and, and being in the room. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: Uh, just last thing, when I was talking to Kyle, he kind of said, you get this win. He thinks that's the key to getting back to Philly is you winning this. Cause then you're top five, you're the headliner. You have Sean Brady, you have him sell. So, how much yeah. your brother's putting a bit of pressure on you to go get no the pressure, win. man. Pressure's finish.
1: fake. Pressure's fake. Pressure is is made up. There's no such thing as pressure. That's 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 fake. If UFC wants to come back to Philly, I'm fine with headline in that card. Uh, if they want to give Sean Brady the headline, that's fine with me. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you know, give him. I think he's like he's right around the same same ranking that I am. Give him a a, a top a top guy. Uh, I think he deserves it. I think he deserves to, to have the, the main event. I think he deserves to have a fight and I don't think he deserves to be fighting unranked guys. He's he's proven that he's one of the top guys in the world and he, he should get that 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 kind of respect. Um but me as a fighter and financially I'm I'm taking that main event spot. Sorry, Sean.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they can really stack like a Philly card. Like they could do you and yeah. Brady headlining. like Brady could fight like not like just like say a wonder boy, like a name like that, that yeah. obviously gonna bring eyeballs, not a Philly guy. Yeah. You have your brother. You have Petroski. Like yeah. there's like a full main card. And just you. Philly you have it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pat Sabatini, you have a yeah. whole main card stack ready to go. So that I'm, sell I'm, that place. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it'd be like, okay, who are we just matching up with these guys? And we'll sell it out. UFC will make a shit ton of money. The venue is going to make a shit ton of money with beer and ticket sales and all that stuff. So it's the only smart decision. I don't think there's another city. Yeah, I don't think there's another city in the United States that has this many fighters fighting out of that could sell out a, you know, an entire arena like that. So that'd be really cool.
0: Well, Chris, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Of
1: course, brother. Thanks a lot, man.
0: All right, we're joined by UFC 3, Max Griffin, who's got a shot to enter that top ten. Max, how's it going, man?
2: I'm good, bro. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well. Obviously, a big fight we're talking about. We've been talking we've been doing interviews for a while. Like this is obviously the biggest fight you've gotten. Like, how excited are you when you found this out when you'd be fighting Neil Magny? who was obviously ranked number eight?
2: Man, I'm stoked. I I was trying to get a fight for a while. You know, my manager Dave Hirschbein, um, we reach out to Sean Shelby and say, hey, you know, what's up with the fight? And I gave him some names. I gave him Ponza Jeff Neil um jingling i think they were like 14 13 15 they were higher up and like we got something big we like that though we like how max is thinking and then um you know i was taking a shit one of these saturdays and got the text neil maggie number eight let's go um very excited very excited about this fight kind of skipped the line you know kind of skip the line, hop right into the top 10. Um, couldn't be happier. I mean, it's bigger than I even dreamed I'd get a fight. I knew I'd get something big after, you know, my little streak I've been on and just, you know, had Carlos retire. But to get number eight, oh, so great. It's such a blessing, brother. You know.
0: And to me, too, like, I kind of think you're on – a seven fight win streak. Like you're like, I think everyone knows you beat Tiago Alves. I think you beat like if that fight isn't in Brazil, I think you win probably 30-27 on every scorecard. I thought you beat Murano. I thought you beat Cowboy Oliveira. Like if those go your way you're on a seven fight win streak and you're probably getting this fight a bit sooner. Like do you kind of look back now that you have this fight that like a couple of those judges have kind of held you back a couple years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But Um, now I've never been more ready. I look at it like that too. Yeah, I could have been there sooner, but I wouldn't be this good as I am now. You know, I wouldn't be this prepared and, um, to fight a guy like Magny, um, real talented guy. Um, we kind of have some kind of history. We were both on tough 16 back in the day. So, um, I mean, I'm a fan of his, I've been supporting him this whole time, he's been in for, I think, 15 years, something like that, Uh, not that long, he's not that old, maybe, like, since Tough 16, he's been in, you know what I mean, so, he's been in for probably almost 10 years, Um, been around the block, but he's just been chilling, he's been chilling in that spot, and it's my time, man, it's, I know we say this a lot. We've talked a lot. We've done numerous interviews over the years, Colin. Um, that's another fight that I love.
0: Yeah, and I think even just, like, throughout our time talking, like, I've even noticed, like, your confidence in, like, yourself have kind of grown over the past couple of fights. Like, is that something, too, that you think has changed, like, your mentality towards the fight?
2: Yeah, I mean... Confidence is not everything, but it has a big, you know, plays a big, plays a big, you know, a big piece, a big role. But yeah, I know what I can do and I'm starting to kind of come into my own. Um, This next performance will will be my next best. It won't be, I mean, it'll be my next best. Better than ever. I keep getting better, faster, smarter, more intelligent, just kind of um, working my game band and it's, it's working. and, for them to put me on this card also with the fans. Um, you know, I fought with fans last time on the Connor Poirier card and it was bananas. Uh, Columbus, Ohio supposed to be, um, college town, kind of like a blue collar area. Um, but it's college town and it's supposed to be wild. Everyone's saying it's going to be wild. And I'm very excited to, Put on a show, you know, take out Neil Magni.
0: Yeah, like that was kind of my next question. Like, obviously, the fight nights are at the apex, but then you hear you're on a fight night, but it's the first one uh, in the States, not at the apex. Like, how exciting is that that you actually get to experience the crowd
2: again? Yeah, I think they know what they're doing. It's all, it's not luck of the draw, it's all formulated. It's all, there's it that spider web they have in the war room. And they, people want to see, people want to see that action. And man, like I said, to, to do the fans, um, the fans enjoy it. And I enjoy the fans. I mean, it gets wild in there and now I know how to, how to use the fans. I don't let it bother me. I don't, I use it to my advantage and not, you know, don't let it kind of take over me like it can if you let it.
0: How do you think you match up against Neil? Just because Neil's a guy, like, he's kind of, like, he's very well rounded Like, he does pretty good at it, like, everywhere in the fight.
2: He's good. He, Neil's very good. But personally, um, he plays it safe, you mm-hmm. know? he he He's real long, 80-inch um, reach, which isn't too much longer than me. I'm... I'm about 77, so it's not too me. He's used to fighting these guys that have the 72-inch reach, 70-inch reach. So it's not that different, and he's going to find that out. But he tries to play real safe, real safe, real long. You know, he kind of just tries to skate by with these decisions. Um, Doesn't really have much pop in his punches or anything. He just tries to kind of plays it safe. He has good cardio because he plays it safe. He tries to avoid damage, and then if you get close, he tries to tries to wrestle you and like stall more than do damage. So, um, that's his bag. I got mine. I don't want to say <laughs> anything. I want to give him any kind of clues to how bad I'm going to beat him. But, um, that's my love for him. But he's in my spot. He got my my he got my number on him. So, um, can't if, wait.
0: If you look at, like, his past couple fights, like, he's been able to kind of control the pace where, like, Jeff Neal didn't go after him. Like, he just kind of stayed at that range. Like, the lat... Like, Chiesa was, like, right in his face the entire time and pressured him and made him fight off the back foot. Like, is that something you even seen as if you're the guy pushing the pace? Like, that's kind of where he struggles?
2: Yeah, he doesn't... Like I said, he he likes... He likes to kind of control the fight, and he has good cardio first because he's from Colorado or whatever in the elevation. But also because he doesn't take damage, he he, he, he just tries to play it smooth in there. Um, he doesn't like that action, boy. He doesn't like that pressure. He doesn't have good inside fighting. Um, he's kind of too long for his own good, really. His inside boxing isn't good. Um he's good at being long. What happens when you get past that? You know what happens when when someone that likes to just kind of point fight and stay away and what if they can't do that? You know what if you don't let them um That's what everyone's gonna see, and it's I'm gonna finish them
0: yeah, that's something I want to touch on like. I know you always want to go out there and get that knockout. We've seen Neil get knocked out too. So is that kind of how you see yourself? Getting
2: yeah, hammered? I'm going to knock him out. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get past all his stuff. I'm going to break his defenses. Take him apart. Make him uncomfortable. Because like I said, he he likes to be comfortable and just kind of skate by these decisions, really, if you ask me. he Just kind of just, just – does just enough to win – um yeah he plays it safe he's smart he's really mm-hmm. smart he i'll give him credit he's a very smart fighter but um he might be too smart for his own good too
0: oh look, he's ranked top 10 so like obviously win kind of puts you there like how then you're kind of right up there like you could easily get like a top five, especially if you go there and finish the magni because they've kind of thrown everyone at him and even like Kiesa couldn't finish him. Like the last guy to finish him was Pons and he kind of started getting these big step ups after that. So where do you think a win and what do you think a win kind of does for you, especially if you finish him?
2: Oh, I mean, if you look ahead of me, I mean, there's Wonderboy, you know, Masvidal, um, Bilal, like I'm in the mix, Vicente, like, this is the real mix. Like, like like I've been a big dog just kind of outside these wings right here. Um, but then it would be like I'm crashing the party. And then it's all big fights. It's all big fights. Um, and, yeah, there's going to be some noise. It's going to be a spectacular fight. It's going to be my next best performance. And then after this, like I'm saying, I don't want to look, look too far. I'm not looking past them at all. But just where I'm going to be. Every fight's fun. Every fight is a fight that I want. I I want to fight every single guy, you know. Um, In that thing, I want to fight every guy anyway. But now to actually be in the top ten, like I've been wanting for years, um, it's kind of, it's kind of all happening now. So I'm prepared, and I'm ready to beat these guys. Like, like. these you'll see i'm gonna smash these guys they they act like um i've been waiting for a long time to fight these guys these guys have been fighting the same they've been each each of them has been fighting each other for a while like they've been kind of in that that club you know and they're all fighting each other in that little top 15 all the guys really fight each other and they've been around each other for a long time they want new blood in the vision and that's why sean show me the number eight guy so i can make a splash and then I'm a crush. <laughs> crush, and I'm going for the title, making my title run, one guy at a time. And it, it's it's tangible now. Me being actually in the top 10, like I've wanted for years to actually be here, then it's road to the title, baby.
0: I do agree with you, though, that Sean wants new blood because you look at that top 10, top 5, like Camaro's beat, like, almost all of them, like – New guys have to get up there right away and like and with Camaro beating most of them, like you could be like beat Magni and get one more and you're kind of thrown into that title fight because Camaro's beat most of
2: those guys at the top. You know, Cole, you know how it is. But yeah, new blood. I mean, I asked for 15, you know, so no, give max number eight. It's like hold on. <laughs> Thank you. It's a gift. It's a gift, it's an opportunity. And I'm gonna seize it at the expense of Neil Magny.
0: Are you surprised a bit that Neil took this fight? Just because from like his perspective, like it's a high risk, kind of low reward fight. Like he beats you to the casual fans, they go, Oh, he beat an unranked guy and he's ranked eighth. He should have won. If he loses, like he to again to the casual fans, like, oh, he lost to an unranked guy. Now he's probably has like two, three fights till he gets back up to where he was.
2: Yeah, I I honestly didn't know if he'd take the fight. You know, I I thought the same thing. Like he wanted, you know, Chimeev, mm-hmm. Kamzat or whatever. So you wanted Kamzat, wanted Kamzat, wanted Kamzat. Not he gets me, so he's I'm sure he's like, what the hell, you know? But um, yeah, I didn't think he'd take it, but he took it that same day. He put you know on his on his Twitter. I've never turned down a fight, and I'm not going to turn it down now. I think he's been wanting to fight so bad that, um, he took it, but he shouldn't have.
3: Uh, do you think, <laughs>
0: really, like, especially the way you're talking, like, you're a guy that always backs up your words. Like, you go out there and put a big statement and win. Like, what do you think that sends to the division? Because especially if you can like run through him, it just kind of shows that you're here and like everything you've been saying is true.
2: i tell no lies (laughs) i tell no lies and that's why i'm looking at this i've backed everything i've ever set up and this is going to continue that the pain train is coming the max pain army is coming man in um 25 days
0: you uh ready for all the more interviews though? You start fighting top ten guys, more people are gonna be reaching out.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to wait. Yeah. You know, I'm busy. I'm busy, <laughs> they're gonna have to fit into my schedule. Um, but yeah, I'm ready for it, man. Um, I'm primed for it. I've been doing a lot of media stuff lately. Um, even like on the commentary side, more of that kind of stuff. So I've been really trying to embrace um you know embrace it all man
0: is that something that you'd like to do is get on like the desk at the ufc because i think you're super smart and like super tactical. you want to ask you for those predictions like you know a lot about the sport like is that something you want or is that something like whatever
2: totally I don't need to do that totally totally i've reached out too. i reached out to karen bryant you know i reached out to joe rogan i reached out to laura Senko. i reached out to paul felder just to kind of get tips john Annick getting tips like hey how'd you get there what do i have to do so they all gave me tips mainly about reps you know getting reps at it um locally we have a1 fight series coming out out here in sacramento um uriah favorite part owner but i've been doing commentary on that i've been doing like the joe rogan fight interviews after um i'm gonna do something at um was that two one nine beatdown. so out here in california I'm getting my reps in. I'm calling the fights. I'm doing the color commentary. I want to get into that. I feel like I have a lot to offer. Um, a lot to offer. A lot to offer. So might as well, might as well make it happen. You know? Uh,
0: just two more things. Like, what is kind of the goal for you this year? Because you go out there and beat Neil Magny. Like, it's big fights from here on out.
2: I really don't know, man. I'm going to beat him and then just start smashing all these top 10 guys, maybe top five. The title's mine, though. I want the title fight. I want the title shot. I don't think any of the other guys are really going to beat Usman. And I think he's going to be on the shelf for a little bit. I think he's been injured or something like that. So, um, For me, I've always wanted the title, but now to be top 10, it's actually tangible. It's actually realistic and, like, like measurable, you know what I mean. There's like, there's like a, like a path. I, I've been saying once I'm in top ten, then you, then you could just go down the line, nine, eight, seven, six. I want to fight seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You know, it's, um, and it's realistic. You know, Sean will give him these fights, but who, who do the fans want to see me beat? You know, I even want to run it back with Colby. You know, i will get that fight back. You know, so um i'm looking forward to this life's been a blessing and and uh, i'm on the fucking rocket man i'm on the hanging you on did, this rocket dog <laughs> i hanging on this rocket and we're going too. all the way
0: like i don't think people realize like, you were pretty competitive against colby and that was like pretty young into your ufc career like if people just look it says oh you lost but like that was one of colby's hardest fights probably of his career other than the Usman ones
2: yeah no I agree i did the if you look back at this the fights, I did the best against him other than Usman. in all those fights he wasted everyone else, ran through him everyone except me and Usman. you know what I mean so um uh, I think he's gonna run through Masro as well if you ask me um mm-hmm. that's my prediction for that fight I not run through him, but uh maybe not at first but Kobe's gonna get him uh,
0: just last question. I know you had your son last year. How's life been like as a dad now over a year, I think it is, or just about turning a year old like what's life been like?
2: Yeah, he's been good, man. um, he actually turned one this past weekend, so we had a crazy monster party. He's a little monster, he's always growling and uh, he's a ham bro, but he's good my ten year old um he's big as hell. He's like a teenager now, which is weird. Uh, but, yeah, to have the contrast, it's the baby, and it's, it's weird. At least he lets me sleep. Yeah. You know, I give him credit. He does sleep. So I do get my beauty sleep and my recovery. <laughs>
0: well, well, Max, I appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for doing this.
2: Thank you, Cole. Yeah. Mm.
0: Alright, we're joined by UFC Welterweight, Matt Brown, who gets that hometown fight. Matt, how's it going?
3: Very good, very good.
0: How excited are you? Just gotta start there, that you're on this Columbus card, because I remember texting you, you said, Sean told you the card was full, and then they end
3: up getting you on it. Like, how exciting was that when you found out that? Yeah, it's very exciting, man. Um I think, I mean, it's, you know, every fight is exciting in its own way, so <clears throat> but it's cool to get to do it here at home uh, is what 13 years ago I think 11 years ago the last time they had in Columbus and I was on that and, um to do it you know over a decade later man it's like this just badass man it's great
0: how frustrating was that at the beginning when he was kind of telling you you weren't going to be on that card
3: it was just surprising I was like why would you not want me on that card so uh it's what it is man you know it's, it's weird how they do that the uh um, you see like Colby and Masvidal, why didn't they do that in Miami? You know, you see this in boxing all the time, right? The guys by, uh, one guy gets a hometown fight. Um, that's very common in every other sport, but not in ours. That's a strange thing. I'm not sure why they do it the way they do.
0: And remat or the rebooking of Barbarina. Like, is this the guy you wanted or is it just, it just kind of made sense to rebook it?
3: Um, you know, it wasn't about wanting one guy or another, but he was about it and I felt bad that uh, he had to fight a guy on short notice. So, um, <clears throat> it just made sense and he was tweeting about uh, wanting it and then I said, well, why search for an opponent? You know, we'll make it easy on Sean and uh, I'm game. He's game. So let's go.
0: What is training camp like then? Just cause you already did a full camp preparing yeah. for him.
3: Yeah. Basically been doing I don't know six month camp, I guess. So uh, with a about three four week break there with when I got Corona. Um, but it's been great, man. Um, worked out. I actually had a lot of injuries going into the last one, so uh, I've healed those up. Um, that time that I had Corona it gave me time to heal those up. Um, it was a little bit of a hassle because when I had Corona. I decided, you know, I'm not one to just sit around. So I was isolated in my room, in my house. And I thought, well, I'm going to remodel my bedroom while I'm laid up here. And that should only take like two weeks. It ended up taking like a month. So,
0: and with Brian, like what you make of his fight, the one that you were supposed to fight him when he fought uh, the short notice replacement?
3: Well, he took the fight. Obviously on, you know, week, week and a half notice or something. So he wasn't prepared for that guy, but um, he didn't really look very good. Uh, maybe Weeks just did a good job of making him look bad. But um, the Barberina that I seen that night, I would have walked through, I think. So um, hopefully he comes up a little better shape, a little better uh, skill-wise this time, or better performance all around this time, and we can make it a real good war.
0: How do you kind of think you match up against him?
3: I think it's a great matchup. Um, he likes to stand and trade, and um, he likes to throw his hands a lot. Um, he he likes to be in the pocket and throw down. Um, he's a high-volume guy. Um, he likes to clinch. You know, he likes the elbows, uh, knees, and um, so I, I'm very excited about this matchup. Um, but, you know, the only thing about him is I think he's underrated, man. Like, mm-hmm like he was beating Luque until he lost in the last 10 seconds he was on his way to winning that fight he was he dropped leon edwards um, he really only got out wrestled by Elon, leon edwards and he was winning a lot of the exchanges so you know when you look at you know these top 10 guys that he's really done a really good job against i think he's a very very underrated guy and a lot of us maybe just the perception of like the way he looks right like he's kind of uh you know he's not ripped up and you know he doesn't have uh like you know edson barboza clean technique so you know i think you got to look past all that stuff and see you know this guy's a a real fighter man, and he's a real warrior that's going to give anybody some problems Uh, how
0: much pressure is on you fighting back at home like obviously everyone wants to go see you win like do you feel any of that or does that add any of it to the fight
3: yeah, it's a good pressure. You know, I, I turn it into a positive thing, man. I think it's a great thing. You need that pressure on you. It makes you perform better. So I embrace it. I love it. And I want to give all my uh, hometown friends and family a great show.
0: How many friends and family are you kind of expecting to be there?
3: <laughs> uh, every one of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that walkout going to be like, too, for you? Because it's been a while since you fought in front of fans and not even that, but like, like you said, it's like 11 years since you last fought in Columbus.
3: Yeah. Well, it's also been a couple of years since I've walked out in front of fans. Yeah. So it's going to be an experience, man. It's going to be, it's kind of refreshing, you know, it's like taking a little break from having fans. And um, obviously I haven't fought at home for a long time. I mean, when I fought in Cincinnati uh, with Eric Silva, I think it was 14 or 15, maybe, You know, that was essentially a hometown fight for me. So, um, you know, it'd be cool to do it again, man. You know, the walkout's going to be like every walkout, but, you know, we're going to be focused on one thing. Uh, But it's more about after the fight. That's when it all sinks in and when it's all fun again.
0: How do you kind of see yourself winning? Because more times than not when you win, it's getting that knockout.
3: Yeah, I mean, I see myself knocking him out. Um, probably an elbow or knee. Um, you know, I, want, I just want to pull him into some deep waters that he hasn't been in. And, and he's a deep water guy. So, um, you know, I want both of us to just be in those deep waters and, and you know, make it a war of attrition.
0: I like how much longer you think you got because like on i've seen some people say like this is the kind of the perfect fight for matt to go out on if he wants to just because he's back at home but you're still fighting at like a pretty high level so like you could still keep going for a couple more years
3: i definitely could i take it one fight at a time man i've never i mean dude i thought about retiring like 10 years ago you know (laughs) like like, every fight, man, you think about, like, why do I do this? Um, this got to be the last one. I can't do this again, especially around this time of training camp when you've just been doing it for weeks and you're just grinding and you're sick of going to the gym, you know, two, three times a day. You're sick of putting on the sweaty gloves again. You're sick of people beating you up and being tired all the time and um, not going out and not hanging with your friends and all the sacrifices and the bumps and bruises, so – you know, you, but I also enjoy that too. And when you don't have it, you really miss it. So um, I just take it a fight at a time. And I've always been that way, even, you know, for the last, you know, 15 years or whatever I've been fighting, man. That's way I've always looked at is let's just get the next fight and then we'll go from there.
0: So do you really care, like, if you keep fighting, who they give you? Because, like, I thought you'd get, like, a... Bigger name than what Brian is just because of obviously your hometown fighting, like who kind of you are, but you're still fighting like these up and comers all the time, too.
3: Yeah, I think it's great, man. I think, I mean, we're in the UFC, you know, this is supposed to be the Super Bowl, the premier league of fighting in the world. And, you know, you're not supposed to be picking out who you're going to fight, man. Um, you know, my goal from the beginning has always been to be the best martial artist I can be, um, and it's still my goal and I, that's exactly what i want to do is be the best martial artist that i can possibly be um it shouldn't matter who's across the cage from me
0: uh just a couple more things i know whenever we talked you said how you're getting more into coaching we saw one of the guys you work with a lot in a.j dobson finally get to the ufc like mm. what's it like kind of seeing him because i know you've spent a long time with him so what's it kind of like to see him get to the ufc
3: no that was great man um you know, unfortunately, he lost his debut, so mm-hmm. you know that was disappointing. But, um, you know, he's just a talented guy, man, and we knew many years ago he was going to be there. Um, I think a lot of people have seen the talent that he has in that first round and then the second and third round, uh, things kind of fell apart for him. But, um, you know, I expect to see him really showing uh, another level next time you know i think it was, it was probably a good thing for him he was undefeated going into that fight he, he didn't know what it was like to lose he didn't know that it was possible to lose right so now he's got that taste in his mouth and he doesn't like it at all so he's going to come back and put some beatings on some people real quick
0: what's that like for you though because for the longest time like you were kind of the star guy out of ohio and now you're the guy coaching others and helping others kind of get to the ufc
3: yeah, that's great, man. I shouldn't be the only guy here. This should be Columbus should be the one of the premier locations of MMA in the country, along with Vegas and uh, South Florida and Jersey and these places where all these huge camps are. There's and there's tons of fighters coming out of them. There's no reason that Columbus should not be uh, on that list, man. But it's not, and you know I, I want to change that, man. I want to bring it all here um, to my home. Um, whether I will or not, I don't know, but uh, that's yet to be seen. But that's that's the goal, man.
0: But I do think the UFC coming back will probably help that because then people can be like, oh, it's in my hometown, and they start watching it that way and then get into it. Where Because like I'm up in Canada, and for the longest time, we never had UFC events, so you never saw many Canadians get there because – it's not in your country. So what's the point of even trying to get there? But if they see it in Columbus, like, I think that's only going to help.
3: I hope so, man. I really do. I hope so. It certainly makes it more personal and, and sparks that imagination a little more. in some of the younger guys that are dreaming of it, it's got to give them some spark, man. So uh, that's, that's what we're trying to do, man. Is just spark the next generation. And I'll tell you what, we got some kids at the gym right now, man, that, Man, they keep on this path, they're going to be smashing some people in 10 years.
0: Is there any other guys that are kind of close to the UFC like AJ was like last year?
3: Um, we definitely got some guys that are at that skill level and have that potential. Um, we only have maybe three other pros at my gym right now, maybe four. Um, but, the, you know, they're, they're younger pros, so they got a long ways to go. Uh, but you never know, man, right? Like the way this contender series, mm-hmm. you see guys that are 1-0, and 2-0 all, all the time on the contender series. So um, I think it's, it's very possible. But I definitely have some guys that have the ability to get there um, and, do, and really make some waves in the UFC. And I, I can't wait to watch them uh, progress through their careers. And it's going to be a great thing.
0: Uh, just last question. How's the coffee business? I always have to bring it up. I've had it. I like it. How's it going?
3: Oh, it's great, man. Uh, like every business, it's a grind, you know, step by step, piece by piece. Where it's coming together and growing all the time. So we're very happy with all the progress that we made on the company and and uh, um, the sales are going up. So, um, and the word's getting out. More and more people are liking it and more and more people are enjoying it. So, You can't ask for much more than that.
0: Well, Matt, I appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for doing this.
3: Absolutely. My pleasure, sir.